Hello and welcome to the BCVA's Cattlecast. Today we will be discussing what options are available for further education and structured CPD as farm vets. I think after a few years in farm practice, a certificate or cert AVP is often the next step people look into. I think there are a range of reasons why people do this and when. I myself did this as a line in the sand, as it were, before going on maternity, while others like the emphasis on being more evidence-based and updating their knowledge. So I thought we could ring up Rebecca Cavill to see her views. So I'm Rebecca Cavill. Um, I am an Associate Director at Torch Farm Vets down in North Devon. I qualified in 2010 from the Royal Veterinary College and I started a certificate in 2014, I believe, um, which I completed in, in 2016. I joined BCBA board four years ago and I'm primarily involved in the TV sort of TV aspects. So what made you pick the certificate? I think at that point I was sort of three, four years qualified. I'd been thinking about it for a little while at that point. And I think essentially because you do a lot of like the individual cow, the sick cow that first year, that first couple of years, and then you start to get a bit more involved with the herd health side of things. And I think that I felt that although you need to sort of set you up to sort of deal with sick cow it perhaps hadn't given you everything you needed to get involved in the sort of herd health work and investigations so I was part of a mixed practice which had quite a small farm team and actually managing to sort of discuss cases with people was sometimes difficult um so I felt that this would just sort of help me develop my skills a little bit really I think without necessarily having there was support but it was just a difficult book to actually find proper time to discuss and go through through things so it was just to sort of improve my knowledge so that well hopefully I could offer a slightly better service to the clients really and get a bit more engaged in what was going on in farm. And what sort of caseload did you think you needed or how did you sort of balance that with work life? I think I think that wasn't really something I had necessarily thought a lot about before I did it and I think that's one thing I would say you, you do want a few farms where you are either primary vet or quite heavily involved a secondary vet to have enough cases to actually actually do for the case reports and things. Certainly the first couple of modules, because I, I did mine with University of Liverpool, so the A and the B modules, not so much because that was their sort of more broad spectrum. Obviously, there's still be equine vets and small animal vets potentially doing those too. So um, I think as those, you, that's not such a problem. But when you get to the, the more cattle orientated modules, I think you probably do want, as I say, at least a couple of farms where you're really heavily involved that you can get the data that you need to write the case reports. But I think from a, from a workload perspective, I, I spent most of my weekends um, doing mine. So um, it was fine until those case report weeks. And then there is a lot more to do. There's the data collection, there's writing the report and obviously all the referencing. So um, I would suggest that those definitely don't want to be weekends you're on call. <laughs> but it was doable. It was just it was quite a lot of work. And you, you said you wanted to bring something different to your clients. Do you think it did improve your relationship either with your clients or within your team? What were some of the pluses? Yeah, I think it improved my, it probably improved my, like, well, enhanced my confidence a little bit as much as anything else to actually ask questions and get involved. Whereas perhaps before I might have been a bit more reluctant to ask those questions in case I didn't know the answers if they came back with anything. I think also from a like evidence-based perspective, I was finding that actually when I was giving advice, I was basing it on what I'd read or what I'd learned during the during the modules, which I think was probably more useful for them than necessarily like just opinion or, or, or what I'd or what I'd learned four years ago at vet school. I think certainly in the practice that I'm in now, when like younger vets 
come to me with problems and things, I think, again, it just helps me direct them a little bit towards evidence or things that I've done in the past. And I think doing the case reports and sort of reviewing what you've done on farm, why you've done it, going over those bits and pieces, I think is quite useful when you sort of come to see a case similar to that again or come to like help someone with a case like that again. And I, I think, again, from a confidence level, having those conversations with nutritionists and consultants, I, again, I felt that I ha- had a, a better sort of knowledge to draw on to get involved in those discussions, whereas perhaps before I might have, and I would say shied away, but certainly not being quite so vocal when we actually had those catch-ups. So I think, yeah, I think as a confidence as much as anything, but just it filled in a lot of the gaps between that sick cow and, and that sort of, as a herd approach. So. Do you think there are any downsides to doing the certificate? I think it is that workload, I think, as much as anything. And I think if you do it, you want to be, you really want to be doing it. I don't think you should be doing it just for that additional qualification sort of thing. I think you will be doing it because, yeah, you've got a, you've got an interest and you want to sort of, you want to learn more and get more involved. But yeah, I think, as I say, definitely the, the time side of it was was difficult. I think as well, though, I was guilty. I did all six modules in one go, whereas actually you can drop in and out. And I think probably that would make a slightly happier work-life balance to just have a break in between a couple of them, um, which certainly a couple of my colleagues have done. But I think that probably just to say just that break just helped you a little bit. So as well as maybe having the breaks in between the modules, would you have done anything differently? Or if you were advising other vets, would you be favourable on the certificate? Yeah, I think I'd be favourite. I definitely think it's a good thing to do. I think I would probably be a bit less afraid of doing a little bit of work during work time rather than necessarily all in your free time because essentially it is CPD and I think it is value to to practice. So I think uh, although perhaps not all of it, but certainly some of it, you shouldn't be shouldn't be afraid to do um, during work time. And I think that's definitely something. There's been a, a couple of our younger vets are quite keen to do them, and I say I would definitely say. Yeah, they're good things to do. They do get you more involved on your farms as well. Anything I would have done differently? So the I did my certificate with Liverpool and they give you PowerPoints for that week and a list of references. And I think in, if you are short on time, you probably do that as a minimum and probably there is a lot more you could be doing. So if I were to do it again, I would spend a bit more time digging out some of my own references that would perhaps be a bit more relevant to things that I've seen or things I wanted to learn. Whereas especially if it was a week I was short on time, then I would do that PowerPoint. I would read those references and I perhaps wouldn't add a lot more to it. So I think that, that would be one thing I would it should be more self-directed. And I think if I did it again I would probably just yeah put a little bit more effort into <laughs> to finding a few more resources of my own. Now you've finished your certificate, have you got any other thoughts on what courses you'd like to do next? So I have looked at the DVR, but I'm just not sure how I fit it into my life. <laughs> so essentially not that, but um, I am but, looking at but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole fertility good. thing doesn't motivate me, whereas if there were other areas, I'd probably be more in. Yeah. You can add set modules to your certificate doing it in Liverpool, can't you, to make it into a diploma? But because then I took maternity leave, my timings ran out. Uh, I think they should make a bit more obvious almost when you're getting to the end of your certificate that if you want to add on to it, do it now. Don't sort of take some time off and start. And then once you come back. No, I mean I think there's um there's a certificate in veterinary business management which is with Liverpool. So I've just done the foundation course for that. So I, I'd like to do that again. There is a time limitation on that, I think, which is like two years, which just fitting it in with everything else. <laughs> Perhaps a bit optimistic. But yeah, and I, I think it's one of those as soon as you sit down and do it again, you realise you do like learning it's just it's just the time factor isn't it because as soon as you've been away for it a bit from a, for a little bit like going back into it is not always the most natural 
anything in the world to do with it. But um, no, when you're used to fitting it in, like when you're in the certificate every week having your reading yeah. and think you make it fit, whereas then you stop and you're like, well, how did I ever fit that in? Yeah, it definitely, definitely. And I think there's, we've got two guys who've just started their certificate. Um, they must be on their second modules now, I think. I think that now they've gotten back into the swing of it, I think it's okay. But I think at the beginning, it was just getting used to dedicating a bit of time to doing it is, yeah, like how you fit that into life. Although I think probably during COVID, perhaps more people have have, have found some free time to do it. So I'm sure there's a lot of people signed up. But, um, yeah, the yeah. whole online learning is so much more normal now, whereas sort of Definitely. doing it yeah. as a certificate was a bit like, oh, how do you log in? How does this work? How does that work? But it's yeah. normal. I mean, I think that was one good thing to come of it, isn't it? Because I, I find quite a lot of the CPD courses are a bit of a long distance from North Seven, and the fact that that is all online and distance-based does mean that it's something you can do without travelling and staying away from home for days. And it depends what you enjoy, doesn't it? And you've got your little group of people that you sort of almost follow through with as well, that you do sort of do perhaps a little bit of networking, not the same as, not the same as a course, but I think that's another aspect that's quite nice to it. Thank you for that, Rebecca. As I mentioned, the next step for many is the diploma. I have looked into this briefly, but nothing more, so thought we could chat to Sally Wilson about when and why she did her diploma, and also now as she sits on the other side and helps to mark it. So I'm Sally Wilson. I am a dairy cow vet in the southwest. I have my own practice now, which I started in 2007, and I do mostly dairy cow work. And I would say my job's changed quite a lot from the practical, just doing lots of PDs and carvings to a bit more of a advisory role, really, in terms of helping them improve welfare, which improves the business. That's interesting. Um, so we're here today to discuss more about the DBR. Now, when did you um, start yours and how did you find it? OK, so I started it in 2008. So I was only four years qualified when I started it. And at the time, and I think it might be the same now, you had to do like a little interview to make sure that they thought you were still able to get enough out of it when you were a, a bit less time qualified. Um, so I started it in 2008, finished it in 2010. And did you find doing it when you were just four years qualified that was a good time frame or did you think it was quite early and you were finding it quite hard to find the case studies? Well, I think that's a really good question. And I didn't find it hard to find the case studies. But what I did find was I, I, I didn't have as much basic inherent knowledge as some of the others had to build on. And although I got loads out of it, and I'm really glad that I did it, I think if I'd done it a little bit later on when I was a bit more um, absorbed in dairy cow practice and a bit past the feeling of panic and worrying what the clients thought of me face, then I would have got even more out of it. Having said that, if I'd left it to later in my career, I have just got busier and busier and busier and it's quite possible I would have ended up not doing it at all. <laughs> Timing of them is so difficult. You mentioned they're sort of trying to get the balance between doing the DBR and your clinical work. Have you got any hints and tips on how you achieve that? Because I understand when you did yours, you were just setting up your business. So that's obviously a really busy time as well. Yeah, well, I, I was a bit worried about that from the point of view of because what happened was I'd already enrolled and I'd done the first almost year of it. 
um, when I set up Evolution and I was a bit worried. But actually, it turned out to not be too bad because when I set up, obviously, I started with not that many clients. Um, and so I did have quite a lot of downtime when I wasn't on farm. And so actually, it worked out all right. And the other thing I would say is uh, I used my weekends. I, I basically did all my DBR work on weekends because by the evenings I was tired out. So I, I'm really glad that I did it before I had children because I think I wouldn't have time to do it now. Yeah, no, children definitely had a, a lot, a different angle on balancing work. Um, you, you said how it brought, you think, a positive to your clients. Um, can you go into that a bit more, what you think the benefits were? Well, I don't know how much direct benefit it brought the clients in terms of how much they appreciated that I'd done it. So I think if you may be a small animal vet or even an equine vet, the fact that you've done extra qualifications and you've got more letters after after your name gives you some a bit more of a status in their mind. But actually, um, my clients, I don't, they, just, they didn't care really, because all my clients wanted was for me to be available for them and their cattle at any time of day or night. And the fact that I had to go away to do my DBR once a quarter for a week used to just irritate them. And so actually, the fact I was doing it, and I don't think it helped from the point of view of potentially getting more work. I don't think it's worth saying, you know, oh, Sally Wilson, she's now done her DBR, therefore you should take your veterinary work to her. So I don't think it was a direct benefit from that point of view. But what I do think it did was, as I said, I did it when I was four years qualified. It gave me another level of confidence, I think. I felt for quite a few years that I, um, my knowledge was right on the cutting edge. I knew the latest stuff that had been going on, all the latest research on fertility. And it gave me an air of confidence to go onto a farm and say, I think we should do A, B and C. And that helped. But the farmers wouldn't have made the direct connection between that and the DBR. It's interesting. Confidence is really important, isn't it, to try and get the farmer motivated um, to maybe doing what you're suggesting and equally giving you the confidence to even suggest some of these things. Um, So now you mentioned that um, your role with the DBR um, is a bit different. What are you up to now? Right. So now I was asked to be an external examiner and um, which is quite interesting, really, because I uh, I remember vividly when I had my external examination and now it feels a bit odd and almost like I'm um, a bit of an imposter, really, that I'm going to be doing the same thing. <laughs> so <laughs> what I, um, I have to do, I, I apparently it ramps up. So what happens is you do the courses for two years. So and they alternate. So they have a practical in practice examiner and uh, an academic examiner. And then they alternate. So the practical examiner came off at the end of last year and I've come on. But I'm on with the academic examiner who's on his second year now. So yeah. that means he can help me along sort of thing. So that works quite well. Um, but he did warn me that the first year and even the first few months into the second year, there isn't lots to do, which there isn't. But then as they're coming up to doing the final exams, there's quite a lot of work and a lot of feedback that you have to give. But so far, because it's all been... Um, remote I haven't even I haven't even met the candidates um, so I don't feel as I've been massively involved so far but so far I just have to check when they do multiple choice exams at the end of every quarter have to check those give feedback on that and then I think my my time in the limelight will probably come towards the end of my second year so you can maybe interview me again and ask me after that (laughs) 
So just to go into a bit more detail, what's actually, what do you need to do to do the DBR? You mentioned some multiple choice questions and obviously studying. And this is one of the reasons I chose to do the DBR over the certificate or to do the DBR first and potentially follow with the certificate. And it's because you actually go to Liverpool University to Leehurst and you do like a residential week there. And you do that once a quarter for your two years. And in and amongst, you also have to do a dissertation. And the dissertation is a big part of, of, of your final result, really. And um, the reason that you do the dissertation is it's beneficial to the university because if you do um, some decent research, then it can be published, obviously, in the name of the university and yourself. Um, but for me, being less academic than um, many people who are doing the DBR, I found that the dissertation was probably the l lesser important aspect of it. Um, the best part of it for me was doing the residential week because... We got lots and lots of lectures from top people, but more than that, we got lots of discussion. We had loads of discussion amongst ourselves and questions and answers and arguments and justifications for certain things. And I learned so, so much, so, so much from that. And at the end of each week of your residential week, you do this multiple choice questions based on the modules that you've just done. So each week you do a module on, um, so you do the non-pregnant cow, the bull, nutrition, um, the pregnant cow, for example, those sorts of modules. You do your um, you do your multiple choice on those at the end of every week, and then they give you um, work to do. So you have to say, go out and do um, a nutrition visit, for example, after nutrition module, and write um, an account of the of your farm and what the situation was and what you've done and how you've improved it. And then that piece of work goes in and the examiners mark it and that goes towards your final mark. It's a bit like getting married. When I got married, I had the most wonderful day. It was so fantastic. I'd like to do it again, and but do it in a different way and have another wonderful day, but in a different way. And I feel very much like that with my DBR. I had a great time. I enjoyed it so much. I learned so much. But I really feel as though if I went and did the exact same course again now, with the knowledge that I've got now and the experience that I've got now with a, a completely different set of people, I would have just as good, but a very different experience again. And I think it would be great to do again. Obviously I can't do it again. I've done it now. So I suppose it means I'm going to have to think of something else to do. Um, but then you have the problem with time, don't you? So I suppose I'll just have to see how things go when it comes to that. So yeah, you mentioned what, what to do next, which is always a challenge for, you know, us stretching ourselves and trying to get, uh, more different CPD involved what were your ideas or what you could challenge yourself with next I think I'd like to do something like a Nuffield scholarship and something that doesn't involve um, directly involve you know the things you would associate with veterinary science like reproduction and physiology for example so the things that excite me the most are going on to different dairy farms all over the world and seeing the different systems and seeing what makes the business successful what areas you could change to make the business more successful what areas the business is is not very good at um, and comparing different businesses so I really enjoy the business side of it but I enjoy watching how how improving the cows improves the business and I enjoy the link between that so a Nuffield scholarship or something along those lines would probably be the next thing I'd like to do something that allows me to go to lots of different dairy farms I think yeah that sounds a great idea 
Thank you, Sally. There are also many other options to consider, such as Masters, PhDs, Nuffield Scholarship and European Boards of Specialisation, just to mention a few. So I thought we could discuss some of these options with John Remnant. Hello, I'm John Remnant and I work at the University of Nottingham. So I'm a clinical lecturer. I teach students farm animal medicine. And with the um, area of discussion today being further education, I just wondered if you could go through some of the different options of what's available and what you've selected to do and why. Okay, so I I guess the main clinical qualification I've done was my European diploma uh, from the European College of Bovine Health Management. So that's the only option for a qualification that gets you automatic specialist status with the RCBS. I started that when I started a residency at Nottingham. So I did a residency to try and develop professionally and the residency programmed aligned with the diploma. The other option that I started when I was in practice was the AVP from the RCVS. That felt more accessible in practice, but when I moved to a residency, it aligned better with the European diploma framework. I guess I've done some other qualifications, but they're more academic focused that are part of my job. Go on then, just to be inclusive, what's the list of other things? So I, I, I've done a postgraduate certificate in higher education, so that, that's a, a teaching qualification for people working in universities. Um, I also have a PhD that I did part-time, uh, so I, I, that's a research qualification, so that, that was on a sort of clinical topic, but with, with more of a focus on research and learning new things, which was, I guess I did that more for because it was something I was interested in and in, in my line of work it's an important career milestone as well. Going back to um, you said you, you obviously teach a lot of the students what do you think their views of further education courses are and how accessible you think they are when you're in practice? I, I think I think the students don't always have a really deep understanding of it I, I guess understandably they're more focused on getting their primary veterinary qualification I, I suspect whilst lots of people in universities have further qualifications, uh, uh, students probably don't pay as much attention to that as, as perhaps we do. I think in, in terms of accessibility in practice, I, I have colleagues in, in, in practice that are, are working towards or have completed the European diploma. I think the, the certificate's designed more to fit around work in practice. So I, I think both are quite accessible. And I, I think a lot of our students aspire to do further qualifications. I think one of the interesting things with farm work is that it's maybe uh, less clear why you would want to do them. I, th- I think it becomes much more personal because we don't have the referral structure. Um, it, it, it's not essential for any sort of job uh, in the farm sector really to uh, do the further qualifications compared to small animal referral work or equine referral work, for example. I guess the it's that referral thing that I think is interesting because I, I think it means... Uh, farm vets do further qualifications for different reasons to small animal and equine vets. I think it's also important for people like me who've done some extra qualifications to remember that doesn't mean there aren't people who haven't done them without at least equivalent experience and knowledge, if, if not more. And I, I think it, it's a way of evidencing which further work you've done, which is probably more important in, in lines of work where being able to evidence what you've done is important. So in, in academia, having been able to evidence your level of expertise to people that aren't in, within the profession becomes quite important. Whereas within the profession, I, I guess people's reputation, experience and skills tend to be recognised more directly, perhaps rather than needing letters after your name. I think as well, there's 
I'm not sure farmers value my advice anymore because of the qualifications I've done. I think I, I still have to earn that respect or um, value and interest in, in what I have to say, just like anyone else. So I, I think maybe that makes us a bit different to other sectors where I think you have to do the qualifications because it's a way of structuring your personal development that suits you. Maybe you, you want to move into a job where the qualifications are important. Uh, but I, I, th- I think it's important to think about what, why you might be doing it and how it perhaps isn't essential in our line of work to have done them. It, certainly if you're staying in practice, you, you can build up the skills. I think I, I liked particularly the certificate was a nice way of when I was in practice, I guess, forcing me to look at the areas I'm less good at. I, I think I, I'm naturally quite lazy and I guess it's very easy to focus your CPD on the things you like and are good at. Um, and I, I, for me, I quite like the framework of the qualification to maybe think actually that there's a wide range of things I need to cover. Uh, and this is a way of making sure I cover them all rather than uh, me just reinforcing the things I like already. Yeah, I think that is important trying to get that overall rounded knowledge, which as a larger sort of lump of, of CPD, which some of the further courses offer you does give that structure to it make sure you do cover your weaker area important you mentioned there about um whether it's an addition or not to your clients what do you think it has an effect within the vet team so within your colleague having certain people doing their certificates um and maybe diplomas uh, like i said I, I think farmers will notice people with extra expertise and knowledge whether that's from doing an extra qualification or not, I think is, is separate. I th- think within a team, for, for me, it, 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 at a practice level, if there's people with postgraduate qualifications, it would suggest to me that it's a, a business that takes people's professional development seriously and that those opportunities are there from a recruitment and retention point of view. Yeah, I think it's probably important for practices to offer that development to people that want it. I think the other benefit, I guess, is that with with people in a practice, if they have pursued further qualifications and as a result have used that structure to develop some expertise in an area, I guess it allows some degree of internal referral, doesn't it? Although, I guess, like I say, I think we all know people that are very good in specific areas that may or may not have a qualification in them. And I guess a qualification is one way for people to develop that expertise and provide some reassurance to their colleagues, perhaps that they're a useful person to ask for advice. But I do think as a a sector, we judge people more on what they do and how they do it rather than the letters after their name. And I think that that makes us a bit different in a good way. Thank you, John. And thank you for listening. Hopefully this has given you some background information into some of the options that are on offer for further education what is involved and what benefits they can bring to you, your colleagues, as well as your clients. Of course, not to forget that BCVA also holds and hosts a varied race of CPD offerings from webinars, courses to, of course, the Congress. Hope there is something there for everyone to further their training and development and, of course, passion to the industry. Thank you and hope you can listen again soon. And why not subscribe so you don't miss our next BCVA Cattlecast.